Jesus has asked a question. Look at me. You want to get well? Not, 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 not. Do you want to feel better? But do you want to get well? There is a difference. We can come to church to feel better and never get well. We can come to church for comfort and leave unchanged. And that's what the pool represented. It was a place to be comfortable. It was a place where you could be around other people who had similar disabilities. Thereby feeling more normal in your own dysfunction. So I'm hanging out by the pool. And I've been this way so long that I've given up hope of change. And part of this is the reason why sometimes I have fantasies about going back into youth ministry. Because they don't know yet. They haven't learned yet that some things never change. They haven't gotten all crusty like us. Rusty and crusty. Sitting there. Waiting. Waiting for verse 4 to happen. You see, in the manuscripts that you probably are looking at a translation of, can I teach you something real quick about your, your Bible translation? You've got one of those elevation Bibles. And this is, yeah, this is called the New International Version. It's a good translation. You can look all this stuff up. Do you have the Bible app on your phone? You can get a reading plan and all of that. And even if you just start with a verse a day, it would be a good place to start. You can look at the message, which isn't a translation. It's more like a paraphrase. Um, the Bible that I learned off of was the New King James Version. Amen. And sometimes I like to quote in the King James Version because if you put thee and thou on it, it sounds more spiritual. Amen. <laughs> The devil can't take a thee or a thou. So you got you to gotta look at this NIV because where are we at? John. John. Right there in John chapter 5. Now I'm going to come back here to the camera to show them. You mind if I? I'll give it back. I gave you this Bible to begin with. But look, I want to show them this at Blakeney. I don't know if you can see it, but I mentioned that in verse 5. Am I standing in the... Is this good? Okay. Oh, we're over in 1 John now. Hold on. we got to go back. It's a different thing. Okay. Bear with me for a moment because in John chapter 5, verse 3, we read about this place, this pool. Here we go. Called Bethesda. It means house of mercy, five covered colonnades. And five is the number of grace. It's in John chapter five. So Jesus, who was full of grace and truth, is walking up. But we won't preach about that today. That's a whole other sermon. If I can start on that, we'll be here till Friday night. The revival started. But look, it says, um, it says, verse three. Here a great number of disabled. You can't see. Yeah. Here, here a great number of disabled used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And then, right there, it goes to verse five. It's kind of hard to see on the camera. Tell, tell them that I'm telling the truth. Right there. Three. Yes. And then that's a note to tell you that why it goes straight to verse five. And here's what the note says. Watch this. It says that these people who were sitting around the pool, they came to this particular pool for a reason. Because the Bible says, show them verse four. This is in 
some of the later manuscripts. It's not in the earliest ones. That's why the translation doesn't put it in. It says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down. And sometimes that's what we're waiting for God to do when we say we want a change to happen in our life. We want him to break through and come down. Come down, God, and and fix my situation. Come down, God, and, and work in my life. Come down. So we could pray during this revival for God to come down. Because it says from time to time, the angel would come down and stir up the waters. And when the angel would come down and stir up the waters, the first person who was in the pool would get healed of whatever was wrong with them. Which put this man that we read about who is lying on his mat in a disadvantageous situation. Because when the angel would come down, the first one in would win. And that's the way religion works. The first one in wins. The person with the most titles or the most knowledge or the perfect church attendance. But here's what grace does. Because remember that Jesus is the personified grace of God. The word made flesh dwelled among us. Jesus walked up to the one who would have been last in line and said, you first. I came to announce that the more desperate the situation, the greater the opportunity for a miracle. So if you need something from God, guess what? You're in the right place at the right time. This is a spot for revival. They They would wait. They would wait for the angel to come down. God, I need you to give me your joy. God, I need you to give me your peace. The other day, Abby was begging me for a certain item that she wanted me to buy for her. And she is our youngest child, so she has had the least amount of time to learn the system by which her parents can be persuaded or manipulated, depending on how you want to put that. (laughs) Elijah, being the oldest, walked up to her and said, Abby, this is not the way (laughs) to get something from dad. And he pulled her aside. And I want to pull you aside today. Those of you who are begging God for a breakthrough. This is not the way to get something from your heavenly father. You don't have to beg him for what he already bought for you. You don't have to beg him for what he died to give you. You you don't have to guess what? You don't have to convince people. You don't have to convince anybody. When God decides to do a work in your life, it's done. Somebody shout, it's done. It's done. But, but the, man, the man, he had some reasons. He had some reasons why he couldn't receive. Do you want to get well? And the man said, watch this. He says, sir, at least he was respectful. I have no one. And I'm expecting Jesus to just any minute jump in and say, I did not ask you all that. 
But isn't it crazy how in the presence of an unlimited God, we will stay stuck in an explanation. Now, let me, let me, let me be balanced. Everything that the man said was true. Everything that the man said was a fact. But faith has the ability to override the facts. And that's what he didn't know. And he started explaining to Jesus the way things work around here. <laughs> you know, the, the pool, the pool, I can't, I need somebody. I don't have anybody. Nobody appreciated me. Nobody loved me. I, I have nobody. I didn't have anybody to show me. I didn't have anybody to hold me. I have nobody. It's, 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 I mean, I, <laughs> I appreciate the conversation, but you don't know my, my situation. I have nobody to help me into the pool. Now, what's funny about that, that you've got to really be a Bible nerd to understand. And I'm going to use your Bible for just another minute before I give it back. And this thing is going to be extra anointed when I hand it to you. So you want to read it a lot this week. But look, it says in John chapter four that Jesus was going through Samaria and he comes up on this woman. He says, hey, woman, give me a drink. That's a great pickup line, by the way. And, and she, she, she's like, but 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 you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. And Jesus is like, don't even worry about that. I'm not worried about what people think about. It. Give me a drink. And she says, but you don't have a bucket. And Jesus says to her, essentially, not in these exact words, you don't need a bucket when you're the well. See, I am the living water. And if you receive what I have to give you, it won't be about what people can do. You won't need a bucket. What's in me will get in you and it will become within you a well that will never run dry. I feel joy welling up inside. I feel peace welling up inside. He spoke this of the spirit. And, 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 and she said, but, but you Jews say that we have to worship in Jerusalem and the Samaritans say we have to worship on this mountain. And Jesus says, you're both wrong. Because it's not about a geographical location or a situation in your life. This is the place. And those who worship the Father must worship in spirit and truth. So Jesus walks up to the man and the man starts telling Jesus how he can't get to the water. And Jesus says, don't you get it? I saw that you couldn't get to the water. That's why the water came to you. This is grace. This is revival. This is the essence of salvation. That I couldn't get to the water. So the water came to me. And you know where breakthrough begins? Breakthrough begins where my excuses end. I don't have anybody. I don't know enough. I've been this way. A long time. And Jesus steps right over his excuses and gives him a command. Now, here's the command. Watch this. Because while we're busy trying to get God to come down, Jesus has a very different view of what needs to happen next in your life for change to occur. Real change. Deep change. Lasting change. Sustainable change. Evident change. Jesus, after hearing all the man's reasons... <laughs> 
after reading his doctor's excuse. I have no one to help me when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, every time I try to get in, someone else. You know, I noticed that all of this guy's mentality has begun to revolve around other people. They won't help me in, and every time I try to get in, they keep me out. They keep blocking me. They keep blocking my breakthrough. It's funny, everybody listening to me preach thinks they're the exception to what I'm preaching. Yeah, my situation's different, I mean, for her, yeah, but... uh, And Jesus is simple. Essentially, hearing what the man said, looks at him and tells him to get up. Could it be possible? This is just a question and I'm about to get out of your way. (laughs) Trust me, you're going to be tired of me after 10 nights. I'm about to get out of your way. That while you're waiting for God to come down, God is waiting for you to get up. Maybe breakthrough doesn't begin. Come on. When your situation changes, but when you make a determination within myself, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not waiting for anyone. I don't need my situation to change. God changed me. God changed me. That's my prayer. God changed me. Do a work in me. Living water. Spring up a well within my soul. And God says, this is the place where breakthrough begins. This is the place where breakthrough begins. This is the place. Not with them. Not with them. Not with it. With me, God. Do a work.